Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Yes, and uh, we're going to put a timestamp on today's episode just because we are talking about current events, and we're not necessarily going to talk about all of the drama of this current event. Like, we're not focusing on analyzing anybody's relationship. We're just going to talk about some of the stigma of it and why it's important that we do have these conversations. So today is March 3rd, 2022. Mm -hmm. Is March 4th or 5th the Ides of March? Or does that exist and I just made that up? It is a thing. I think it's the fourth, but I don't know. I have not thought about that in a very long time. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Just because it is at the forefront of my mind for some weird reason, dates, you know, some odd reason. uh, Mm -hmm. It's in the forefront of my mind. I don't know, dates, I guess. Uh, But yeah, I was Mm -hmm. like, hey, tomorrow's the Ides of March. And there's a whole other complication to that that I know very little about the history. So. Always good to bring up something you know very little Exactly. About. But anyway, just so you know, it's March 3rd, not March 4th today. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we just have to start with that timestamp, um, do a content warning, because we're going to have a conversation on this Monday Mini about stalking, domestic violence, and the term divorce violence. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot going around in the world, and it's not great. Things uh, seems to be, again, another dumpster fire of events that have happened. You know, coming into 2022, the last three years, we've done really bad, and being like, next year's going to get better. Uh, we're still here, so we're grateful for that. But it's not necessarily better. We've That's what we've learned. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just different, right? Yeah, and there's a lot to talk about in general, just about the controversies that are happening. I feel like, yes, this is obvious that we are always living in making of history, but I feel like these are significant points in our lives that we're going to be talking about for years to come. A lot of things are happening. Annie and I are honestly having a lot of discussions on how to approach it in the best way to not only give good information, but also highlight the people in the marginalized community who are affected in a different way or in a, you know, in a way that is outside of um, everybody's everyday mindset. Because we would like to bring in different perspectives. That's what we like. But before we do all of the world-changing events, uh, we did want to take some time to talk about this whole Kim and Kanye and now Pete Davidson situation. And guys, we're not here to talk about the gossips and behind the things. And yes, have I been keeping up? Yes. For me, as someone who does enjoy some celebrity gossip, I'm like, ooh, what's going on here? What are they doing? I have kept up with what's going on. But more so, I can't lie, it's coming from like a social work perspective and as a feminist perspective, right, Annie? Mm-hmm. So just quick rundown, just in case you didn't know what this is, because this is very uh, privileged, American-centric uh, situation that we're talking about. Because again, there are more important things, and we want to acknowledge that, but still want to take some time to talk about the implications of the situation. Kim and Kanye are getting divorced. We saw Kanye having some moments uh, when he decided he was a Trump supporter, and then he went on to decide that he wanted to run for president himself, made some really uh, biased and uneducated and ignorant claims during his campaigning, um, and we're not going to go over all of that. There was a lot of concern. People were talking about his mental health, talking about what was happening, as in fact, Kim during that time did address and talk about the fact that it is complicated being in love with someone with a mental health diagnosis and talking about it in a way of 
loving and supporting them and making sure that we are all aware without exploiting it and without excusing their behavior. So she did have a a good statement about that because we know that he has come out and said that he has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. We know that he went through a lot of trauma with his uh, own wreck, uh, with his uh, mother dying, so many complications in his life, lots of trauma, all of that. Um, we also know that Pete Davidson has also come out and talked about his bipolar diagnosis and, and how important it was for him to get back on uh, his medications and therapy and what it was for him to get into that point in his life. So, A lot of this has stemmed around the fact that it also brought drama to uh, uh, their children, their families. It was on television because we know Kardashians had a show and they're apparently re-upping the show on a different network. We have talked about the complications of Kim Kardashian's uh, appropriation, as well as some of the implications of her uh, spawn con, as, as well as her entire family, body images, all of that. So, you know, there's a whole thing behind them. This divorce has gotten really ugly and really public. And part of that is because Kanye has brought it into social media level of publicity, whether it's talking about Instagram, talking about on Twitter, whether he's doing videos, he's doing it as albums. Um, Donda 1 and 2 has had plenty of noteworthy lyrics, I guess you can say, about uh, the complications of their relationship and where they are. Um, We know that he has stated that he has not talked about or seen the documents for their divorce at one point in time. We know that uh, it's gotten so complicated. Kim has asked and petitioned to be claimed as single so that she can move on with her life because he has been so confrontational with the divorce. He has alleged that he is being kept away from his children and not having say-so. He's kind of done this thing where he has been alleged to be weaponizing Black fatherhood against Kim. And I'm not going to say whether here or there, whether or not that's true or not. There has been a lot of conversations of, okay, where is the line to be drawn here? whatever, whatnot. Of course, there's many advocates and fans of Kanye saying, be patient with him. He's going through some things. Be patient. He's having, you know, he does have a mental health diagnosis. We need to be pa- be patient and, and calmly watch what's going on to the fact that people are just dismissing it, saying that he's just being erratic and it's fine and uh, he's getting over it and this is how he's processing, uh, dismissing it to the point that Kim is having to readdress it on social media as well to being like, hey, I really wanted to take this offline. I really wanted this to be handled, but please know this is all dangerous uh, to myself, to my family, and to Pete Davidson, who really just came in as, I like him, he likes me. So, hope that was that a good rundown for you, Annie? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think I've said before, um, I don't know why, but my phone, I think this has become kind of a trite conversation. It's kind of a running joke. But my Google alert seems to think that I need to know everything there is to know about Pete Davidson, even though I don't <laughs> think I've clicked on anything about him in my entire life. So I feel very, like, I get updates about it often. I saw today the music video came out. Right. Kanye's music video came out about, like, burying Pete Davidson alive and these threats and the, the whole Instagram shutting down thing, which has been on my mind of, if you don't know about this, kind of Kanye fans shut down Pete Davidson's new Instagram account after Ariana Grande fans kind of shut down the last one and kind of that toxic fandom level of... Yeah. uh, ...really harassing people. Right. Um, And here's that difference, though. Like, the Ariana Grande bit 
she didn't say exactly, anything, yep. as what Kanye actually did. Yep, exactly. And not only did he tell his fans to harass both Pete Davidson and Kim, he also went on after he deleted his uh, Instagram account, said, I chased him off. Like, he took credit. pride in that. Yeah. And yeah, and credit in that, saying that he was able to do this. And yes, this new video, which does depict him just kidnapping him, murdering him, and, uh, like, flaunting it. Um, there was a Ugh. lot of this, like, oh, yo. And even to the point that his fans are now coming back, like, hey, hey, maybe we should back up. Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute, Kanye. Wait a minute. This is, this is a little too much. Like, even yeah. though you told us to beat him up, still a little too much. Mm. Yes, again, I'm not dismissing the fact that mental health does play a big part in this conversation, specific conversation. And we can't excuse this type of behavior, though. That's the other part to that is, yes, it's heavily, heavily, you know, there's a lot of mental health conversations that we need to be having and addressing that. But there and again, there's also a heavy like underlying of toxic masculinity in this conversation. So again, reminder, both Kanye and Pete Davidson have been open about their diagnosis and about what it is and how it affects them. But that's not necessarily what we're addressing. What we're addressing is this type of manipulation and toxic masculinity that happens within relationships, especially when we're talking about heterosis relationships uh, like Kim and Kanye. And what I am very concerned about because honestly someone tweeted and uh, I was like yeah it's starting to give off OJ Simpson Nicole Simpson vibes and we know ironically that the Simpsons were close with the Kardashians from way back when and they were they were involved in that whole trauma and the uh the tragedy that happened from the Simpson case and so it's kind of like oh wait this is getting too familiar because at first it was just people wanting to watch a train wreck uh, you know, yeah. like, oh, no, here it comes to, okay, now, maybe we should be concerned. Maybe maybe we should actually have this conversation. And yeah, and what, the thing is, I just, just Googling, like the mere Googling that you can do to find out about domestic violence cases. Y'all know we've done many episodes about statistics, especially when it comes to uh, gender violence and what those statistics look like and who are the most affected and who are the most at risk. According to one report, it says between 50 and 70% of partner lethal violence cases in the United States, Canada, and Australia are associated with separation and divorce. So that's a huge statistic for yeah. a small group of people. Like, mm -hmm. yes, there's some divorce and separations happen, but it's not that often that like, we can be like, that's so common as much as like just dating. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Separated women are six times more likely to end up being killed by their partners. Um, and when separation is pending, the risk tends to be even higher. Women leaving long-term relationships are also more likely to be victimized, perhaps a consequence of men's emotional investment in long-term relationships. And I feel like this conversation, this specific uh, stat that I pulled, hits the nail on the head for what we're seeing with Kim and Kanye. What we're seeing is his complete manipulation and his complete overall inability to walk away from an emotional investment. And actually, we hear it in all of his lyrics and his songs, and he is hyper-focused in controlling this narrative. Yeah, and I think... One of the things when you and I were talking about this, because, 
you know, there's a part, I just saw a headline. I, I see a headlines often. I don't click on them, so I don't know the full context, but it was saying like Kim and Kanye, who I guess goes by Ye now, but we're calling him Kanye. Yeah. They were able to use each other masterfully in this kind of celebrity yeah. sense of like building up their brand. But when I hear him talk about her as if she is a possession that he has lost, that he has a right to, that he should get back, that Pete Davidson stole her from him and therefore must die or be beat up, like these threats of violence. Like, he's talking about her like she is a possession. Right. And that is very, very frightening to me because he doesn't... Again, it sucks. Like, I've had this conversation before because I've had close relationships with people who have mental illnesses that sometimes put you in not so great situations and it's kind of it's hard because it's not really their fault it's not really your fault but it's also bad behavior like it's complicated but he seems to be talking this way without like he doesn't realize the problem of what he's doing right Right, and that's exactly the point. The other part to that is he doesn't recognize what he's doing, the back and forth, the deleting of everything, the uh, uh, impulse to post these things. Like, all of all of that is very, very uh, dangerous. But yeah, it, it kind of was like, okay, at what point, yes, do we say he doesn't understand exactly what he's doing? But at the same time, he is weaponizing it in a certain way. So what what point do we hold him accountable? So there's this conversation of, yes, there's definitely both sides to whatever. But as we see him talking about uh, what he owns and who he has and what is his and how he's not, it is. It's this whole elaborate tradition that has harmed our society and our way of thinking. As in fact, that same report, which apparently is about a review for a book that was written in, uh, tw- that was really, I think, written in 2017. It's called Abusive Endings, Separation and Divorce Violence Against Women. And it, even within that review of the book, they go on to talk about how Western cultures have historically supported male possessiveness, as you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, romanticized mm-hmm. images of jealous men are present in both American and European mainstream media. Male possessiveness and jealousy can become dangerous as women attempt to leave abusive partners. And again, here we go. That, that kind of just, we don't know if there was DV of any source, domestic violence, or any abuse like that. I, I There was never that alleged. That was never said. We've definitely seen him becoming, quote-unquote, Christian, as he said, and trying to uh, moderate what Kim wears and talking about how he's ashamed of these things. But we've also seen him slut-shaming his previous uh, partners, such as Amber Rose, talking about he needed a shower, 10 showers before he could get together with Kim. Like, it was just all of these things. Like, whoa, whoa, you sexualize them when you're with them, try to control that narrative and possess them. And then when you leave them, you slut-shame them. Do we need to have this conversation again? But uh, but this whole narrative of like, oh, yeah, go get what's yours. Because I've seen within these same posts, people encouraging him yeah. to do so because it's what God wants. God wants him to have his household. And yeah. that is very possessive. And that's a whole, again, when we talk about religion, I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Um, but the implication is, we are seeing very, very clear a prime example of when men think that this is acceptable because because it is manly. You know what I mean? This is right. the definition of being a man. Again, talking about how he has slut-shamed so many of his past relationships, including, again, Amber Rose was one of those. He even sexualized Taylor Swift uh, during one of his videos. 
Yep. <laughs> because they had a whole controversy. That's a whole other conversation, which, you know, Kim was problematic in that. She was absolutely a part of that. I didn't, I don't know either. I, I don't care enough. I didn't invest in that situation at all. But we know it's still at the forefront of his mind because he mm-hmm. continues to bring that up, as mm-hmm. well as the fact that, yeah, that one video, what was the need to have a lookalike naked? Like, obviously, there's something to that to be said that he needed to dominate in a sexual manner in this narrative, whatever. I loved this one uh, blog post written by Lovey Ajayi Jones. Um, and I know y'all know who she is because she is a, an amazing uh, writer. But she wrote specifically, and I wanted to read this uh, in, in February 14th, so Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. about Kim Kanye and who deserves abuse. And this is the other point that I did want to talk about. To be a woman who is worthy of it being abused or harmed, you need to be pious, flawless, perfect. You need to be a saint who's never worn skimpy clothes, cussed, or made a mistake. And Kim Kardashian is none of those. Yet, and still, she doesn't deserve the harassment and abuse getting from Kanye publicly. The very rich and very powerful father of her children has dedicated weeks to publicly lambasting her and her new boyfriend after buying a house across the street from her to further keep tabs and then tagging her relentlessly to meltdowns and tantrums. If this is what he's doing to her in public, what's he doing and saying to her privately? How has he been harassing her that we cannot see? She does not deserve this treatment, and to say she does is to dehumanize her. We ain't gotta like him. And as she put, I have been very critical of her over the years. But to say she deserves this when this is something that involves the kids and something that she actually seems to want to work out in private is odd. What we are once again telling women is that you had your abuse coming because you weren't flawless in the past. That's not okay. A lot of people are saying this is her karma or she deserves this and I find it cruel. We act as if women have to earn the right to be abused. Like you need to be worth abuse. Uh, Like we need to audition for our dignity and humanity. We tie likability to being defended when harmed and it's dangerous. Like we don't wake up every day and the breaths in our bodies cause people to violate us. Even our abuse is tied to what people consider our worth. Some people are saying she knew what she was going to get with Kanye. You knew what you were going to get with your trifling ex too, but you still went there and they still did you wrong and you still deserved empathy too. Why are we acting like we don't make terrible decisions in love too? Why do we act like we haven't discarded someone's known history and still entangle with them? Come on, don't forget your messed up past and act like you're above it. We stand on pedestals made of sand often. One thing we're going to do, blame women for the harm that comes to them, and it's not okay. She talks about examples. He hit her in the face. Well, did she get mouthy with him? She got raped. Well, what was she wearing? She's being abused. Well, maybe she shouldn't be an attention whore. We constantly show girls and women they have to earn safety and protection, which we've talked about, that who we are needs to be unblemished for us to be worth defending, that we cannot expect anyone to help us. If we have not led a life free to sins. And as people laugh about Kanye's antics, there are folks in their lives taking notes, knowing that those people are not who they can go to if something like this happened to them. 
There are friends who are taking notes to not share that deeply painful experience they went through with you. There are nieces in your life who thought they could come to you in their worst moments and you'd hold them close and without them justifying why they didn't deserve their abuse. Kim is wealthy, but her money cannot fully protect even her. She's still a woman who lives in a world that is not built to protect you from the whims of men who have deemed you as their property especially not a man who is equally as rich. Kanye is a problem. He has a history of this type of harassment against the women who walk away from him. He publicly disrespected Amber Rose too, and he faces zero consequences for his out-of-pocket behavior against the women who say, I'm done. We're being entertained by Kanye's antics, but I feel for the mother who is watching her kid's father melt down and use her as target practice, and for the woman who sees the world celebrating her tormentor. Again, that is uh, lovey Ajayi Jones, and definitely should go and follow her, uh, all of those things, because I, I, there's no way better that I could have put that. And I think it's something that needs to be stated. Again, this is not about necessarily straight about Kanye and Kim. This is the overall things that we've seen um, and the dangers that women are placed when separations and divorces, and the fact that there's a term called divorce violence should make you aware that this is underestimated so often. And the fact that we, if we are supporting those rants, she's absolutely right in that we are telling those around us that if you are, do not have the perfect record of being the angel virgin girl, holy above everything, then mm-hmm. you're not worth our empathy. Yeah, I think that's a really powerful and good point because we talk so often about like the perfect victim and victim blaming. And even though this is... It feels kind of removed from us because it is this huge, huge celebrities. It's still something we see all the time and, and we don't see all the time from people who aren't famous. But like this idea that she is very, very wealthy, but people are so ready to dismiss her is like almost like the vibe I get is, well, look at her. <laughs> right. Like she's very traditionally sexy. Right. And so it's kind of like, oh, well. I mean, look at her. Good for him. <laughs> like, it's de- it's a really toxic conversation and attitude we have towards that. It's true, and I'm you know I want to also add because I find this interesting the double standard that he has placed on himself, and no one's really talking about it. I mean, some people are talking about it, obviously, but the fact that he's been dating from jump. Mm-hmm. Technically, he was already hooked up with a model, supposedly, uh, oh, on yeah. his birthday. And then he's had, I think, two other relationships. One which he, I think both of them, have, he told them to flaunt it, allegedly. Mm-hmm. That's what the uh, ladies are saying. And that uh, he wanted to show off their relationships. And Kim has been completely quiet. And essentially, it's like, yeah, do your thing. According to the documents that she filing for singlehood, essentially, was like, mm-hmm. I want him to live his life. And keep move on so I can do the same. But mm-hmm. it's really funny how he's completely targeting Pete Davidson and ignoring the fact that he's using other women, which is yeah. just as painful to those women, which I am like, oh my God, why would yeah. you do this? When it's very obvious what he's trying to do. Yeah, and we didn't even talk about that, but uh, I've seen, and I feel terrible. Again, I don't like click on headline to see the headline. So I don't know like the full extent of the situation, but I, the woman he is currently with is frequently referred to as like the Kim lookalike. Right, right. Which is also, that's very dismissive and weird. Right, <laughs> right. She's being referred to that way. I don't know her name. Like I just, Right. 
And I don't know what deal she's gotten into. And maybe she's done this and that like, yeah, I agree. Let's do this. Because I can't imagine you go into a relationship with Kanye, yay, um, and seeing all his posts and seeing all the articles or whatnot and not know what's happening. So, uh, but at the same time, ow, I wouldn't. Yeah. That would hurt my feelings. That would hurt my feelings a lot. Yeah. <laughs> As the other woman. And now like, Oh my gosh, there's so many things we could talk about with this because I totally forgot too that, again, it's kind of a joke, but people are like, what's going on with Pete Davidson? How is he able to get all these women? And what was I? Somebody was telling me like, well, if he could get Kim Kardashian, then don't you want to be with him? And I was like, what? (laughs) What? You exactly. know, he, I think, was the beginning of the conversation of big dick energy. Yes, he was. Just yeah, to my, FYI. My friend, a good friend of mine, educated me on all of this uh, <laughs> recently. And I was like, why are we looking up dick sizes? I don't need to know this. <laughs> I don't uh, need to know this either. <laughs> However, all of that to say is that coming back, that we, we, were, we were paying attention and we need to have this conversation because we're not having that conversation enough. That how fragile the male ego is that puts women in danger. And this is that prime example of what it is. And we can't just dismiss it as mental health needs. Again, though, yes, there's giant red flags and we need to talk about that, like with that and what that looks like. But we know plenty of people. Pete Davidson right now is that example of he has the same diagnosis. Of course, it's differing in different people, but he's managing it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the thing. Yeah. It's like he's been dumped a lot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's been dumped a lot. And I've never seen this level of uh, acting out for him. Yeah. Uh, who has pretty severe bipolar disorder. Again, different people, different mm-hmm. things, different backgrounds. We know all of that has to play. But just like in any case of violence, going into, leaning into saying that it was because of a mental health diagnosis caused this, that's ableist. And we're not going to go into that narrative either. Right. Right. And I would really love to come back and talk about that romanticization of possessiveness in men, because I think that's a... That was a good... Like that, I think you're going to have to read that book, even though it's a psychology book and one of the authors is a man. Still, it's like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. No, for sure. I think so. Because I, you just see it all the time in like our romance stuff. Um, well, <laughs> oh, it's a lot. Sorry, it, it is a lot, and we have a lot of uh, other avenues we could we could go down with this. Um, and if you're interested in any of those, if you have any thoughts, we would love to hear from you, listeners. You can email us at Stephanie and MomStuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Steph I've Never Told You or on Twitter at MomStuff Podcast. Thanks as always to our super producer Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stop on Ever Told You's production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 